Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Small Talk with Big Al. I am your host, yet again, Big Al, with a recurring guest. One of the few but frequent recurring guests we will have here on the show. Mr. John B. is back with us today. Ah, uh, it's good to be here. So, today we're going to talk about how uh, all prescription medicines are also a lie. And people should just take sugar pills. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing does anything. Nothing <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> no. Uh, today we're going to let John take a break from his career and medical talk to talk about something he enjoys arguably just as much, if not more. More. So, so John... Uh, if you didn't know, and if you don't know John out there in listener land, uh, he is a fan of pop culture in general, first off. Um, nerd culture, popular culture, if it involves TV shows, trading card games, etc., John's probably knowledgeable about it and a fan of it. Um, would you say that's safe to say, John? That is extremely safe to say. Uh, collected pop figures at their height, still does to a small extent, but during its, it's really its... its Zenith John was collecting at an insane rate. Um, comic books, board games, but also TV series, um, movies, video games. John's into it all. Um, it really has perplexed me throughout our friendship how he has time to consume all of it because um, it's quite astonishing. I don't. Uh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, the number of uh, board games that I've given him shit for over the years because they're still in their plastic is quite numerous. But there's a particular subset of this that's become a lot more frequent in uh, today's culture that John has particularly latched on to uh, that can be summed up in one word. Nostalgia. John has a love uh, for all things really like early 90s to early 2000s. Like that decade. Uh, even maybe into the mid-2000s a little bit. Yeah. Um, but definitely the early 2000s that John just has an affinity for. Um, when I first start, met and started hanging out with John, um, it would not be uncommon to walk into his apartment when I arrived uh, to, to hang out for the weekend and see high school musical playing, uh, but also potentially episodes of Boy Meets World or of any number of other you know early 90s TV shows. Basically, if it's a cultural uh, institution that we grew up with, John's a fan of it. And so if they rekindle that particular topic, John's an even bigger fan of it. Um, and we're going to touch on numerous uh, instances and installments of that uh, this evening. But uh, first, I'll uh, kind of talk about my relationship with nostalgia, uh, because I do have some of it. Not a lot, okay. but some. Um, I think the most prevalent case for it currently is probably professional wrestling. Um, I was a big fan when I was a young kid. Uh, I really was, uh, I think, blessed in my wrestling fandom that I grew up with the Attitude Era, um, which arguably is one of the best eras of professional wrestling to go back and enjoy. It definitely is, um, even though if you maintained a, a love and appreciation for wrestling and, and have always stuck with it, I know I have not. I kind of trailed off. A little bit in the early the early two thousands, I think it was ruthless aggression era. Yeah, once they hit, I kind of bounced. Back I kind of bounced back. I bounced away from it, and I came back in about 20, 2012, something like that. It was probably but, closer to twenty seventeen when I came back. Truthfully, um, so it, it it's just it it was it's just fond memories. Like it, it is. It, it was just very entertaining, and it was just so mainstream that. 
even to this day, somebody that hadn't watched since the late 90s, they still remember They still remember fondly. certain iconic things very fondly. fondly. Um, and, and another thing that I'm fairly nostalgic with, uh, I guess two things, really. Uh, well, one thing majorly, which is the Muppets. I'm a big fan of, of the Muppets and all Jim Henson in general. Um, those, those movies and TV shows hold up quite well. To time, and I guess the last one for me would kind of be uh, Pokemon to an extent. But for me, it's really just Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably haven't played um, a non-Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow game in God knows how long. Right. And I've heard that some of those installments have been great. It just hasn't really interested me all that much. But I say that to say this. Um, time and nostalgia can cloud uh, your your memory of some of these things. I have no idea what you're talking give about. You, <laughs> I know you don't. You absolutely do not. Um the Attitude Era of wrestling is a great example of that. Is you think back to all the high points of of Stone Cold driving in the beer truck, of uh, the the Montreal Screwjob, of all these great things, and you forget how low the lows were as well during that time period. Uh, May Young giving birth to a hand, uh, etc. Like some truly ridiculous head scratching instances it's funny because you know i i only remember all these things as good so i i've either subconsciously blocked this all out no absolutely absolutely and And, i have as well yeah Um, so it's only watching some of the the countdown shows and those types of things that surround wrestling now in the youtube culture of wrestling that have reminded me of some of the shit that happened during those time periods where it's like oh god yeah that was pretty terrible um that it just happened to be counteracted by these all-time greats like Austin and The Rock and all that. Um, but but I guess the true first place I was burned on what we are calling nostalgia crack. So the uh, high, the theoretical high you get from trying to rekindle your love for a thing you enjoyed in your adolescence that for in some capacity comes back out. Um and I guess the one time that I was burned hard enough to bail on the concept completely was the Muppets. Because when they came out with the new iteration of the Muppet Show, and we watched that first episode. Oh, the one where it was like a mockumentary like The Office? Yes. Yeah, that, that first hurt episode you. hurt hard. That hurt you very it hurt hard. Real, it touched to me the, in a no no place. To the to the bone. Yeah, it touched me in a no no place. Not what I tried care. to get you to watch another episode. I wouldn't do it. And you said no. Well, I mean, it, it hurt me so because the the uh, at that point only one of the new Muppet movies had released, the one that featured Jason Siegel, and it was phenomenal. Uh, probably, in my opinion, the third best Muppet movie that I've seen behind Treasure Island and, and Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. I think it's better than the original Muppet movie. I think it's better than Takes Manhattan. I think it's better than In Space. Uh, I think it's better than all of those. Um, and it was before the second new Muppet movie came out, which was not great, to say the least. Subpar. It was subpar. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. Um, and then just some other smaller ones that I never bought into, but just seeing them, like all the new iterations of the Ninja Turtles, where just the look in general feels off to me. Um, I can I can ag- agree more with this most recent mm-hmm. uh, reiteration of the Ninja Turtles because now, um, at least from the eighties from the eighties uh, source material and the original cartoon and the nineties cartoon, the early two thousands cartoon, 
uh, the mid 2010s cartoon. Yep. This most recent one has changed uh, just a lot of the more iconic uh, things. Like the biggest one being that Leonardo is not necessarily the leader in this most recent series. Raphael is. Um, no. That is. That's a terrible. That was idea. a big. That was a big twist right there. Um, I gave it a. I gave it a watch. I mean, it's Ninja Turtles. I enjoy it. I'm exactly. gonna watch it. Um, but that kind of gave me a little bit of disconnect. Like that's unfortunate. Like I'm used to Leo being the leader. I'm used to Leo. Yep. I'm used to. I'm used to Raph being kind of like the anti-hero. He's the loner. Like he he always goes off. But he's the, he's in all the source material and reviews I watched. Like yeah. from the the creator. Like Raphael's the leader. Um, and they did. They made that apparent in character design as well. Raphael's bigger. He and he, he just takes more of the the primary role in this newest series compared to all the other ones. Because uh, I remember, I'm sure the personalities have been tweaked and changed some. But the Ninja Turtles I grew up with, having Ralph as the leader would be the worst fucking decision ever. He was hot headed. He was irrational. Um, couldn't be depended upon all the time no so I don't like I don't just basing it off of my memory I don't see how that would gel with being the leader of the Ninja Turtles it would be almost as as polarizing or as distracting or as terrible of a decision to be frank as uh, Mikey being the leader of the exactly. Ninja Turtles like, which would also be ridiculous nothing will get done exactly. in either scenario exactly but at least one but on two opposite ends of the spectrum of exactly. nothing getting done uh, so yeah but again, as John pointed out, and that kind of tells his relationship with uh, with nostalgia crack, which is kind of the topic of this episode, really, that I wanted to dive into, is John is not deterred. It's not matter how many nostalgia crack things that have come out that uh, have turned out terribly, John's still all in anytime any of these things release. And I respect that to a degree. I mock him for it quite frequently, but I do respect it to a degree. I just can't get, I can't open myself up to get burned like that again. It hurts. It hurts too much. So let's just kind of uh, of dive in. Um, to start with, what was the, the first instance of nostalgia crack that you remember coming out that you really latched yourself onto? Um, it, I guess one of those things, there, there's, there's so many. Because um, to me, I don't think you can necessarily say Pokemon for you because you never left it. I never, I never left. I've so always I don't think been. It counts as much. I've always had a foot in there. I have, yeah. you know, almost every, almost every game in yep. my in my possession. I've never really left Pokemon. You own a couple of stuffed uh, ones. I do own a few. Shout out to Bayleaf, uh, <laughs> Gen Two for life. Um, I guess that one of the big things that I always hold on to um, is. Is Power Rangers? Um, I I remember being you know five years old, six years old in kindergarten and loving Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I was right there with you. And um, the show was just everything I wanted it like. It was just everything yeah. I wanted to be like. I wanted to be a Power Ranger so bad that uh, I I I got in trouble for for buying pay per view Power Ranger <laughs> movies like. <laughs> Jason David Frank was was Tommy, you know, and he yeah. put out these he put out these karate videos, and, and he would buy them. And I one day I bought the same movie like 
ten times and watched it ten times. Mama B not happy. A month later, because the bill came a month later. True, valid. So I was good for a so month. So you thought you got away with it. I thought I was fine, but then the bill came, <laughs> and then I was not fine. So I was all in on Power Rangers, and it trailed. Like I, I, I remember vividly just watching each iteration. Mm-hmm. From from Zeo, Turbo, In Space, Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, um, like I remember all of this watching, and then it it went away. Yep, it went away. Um, during the college years, I there was just not a way. Uh, I couldn't keep up with it as much as I liked, but it 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 started coming back most recently with um, which one was it? It was. I think it was Dino Charge. Okay. Um, no, it was uh, Megaforce. Megaforce okay. reintroduced some previous iterations of Power Rangers, uh, the suits. So that one kind of brought it back, and so now I'm I'm more I'm more in depth in depth with it again. And Netflix picked up all of them, so you can always watch Power Rangers on Netflix now. So ease of access is obviously part of it, but you but you said something interesting that I never I guess I never really considered. So with pulling you back into the Power Ranger universe, it was really the aesthetic of it that pulled you in at first, just the look. It was the look. Of them bringing in the previous uh, outfits of costumes. It just reminded me just of what of what it, we'd been through before. It was uh, remi- reminded me of about Power Rangers SPD or Mystic Force or Wild Force or Ninja Storm. Or... See, I never even went that far. Like, I think I went through the second gen. And that was about it for me. Like, no, I tapped out, was... which I'm I'm a year older than you, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you're talking about these types of kind of generational TV shows, it can make a world of difference that one year. But I will admit, I will admit, um, when when it was a big deal that Netflix had acquired every season of Power Rangers, I said, "Well, I'm I'm going to watch my more from Power Rangers again." Um, did you go through the whole series? I made it into season three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before I accepted that it does not hold up. <laughs> it, it didn't do it. That's it fair. still made me feel good. It still provided yeah. me with that reminisce, reminiscent feeling. But it didn't hold up. The production quality of the show does not hold up at all, and I could not finish it. And, and I see that. there. There's been movies and the like that I refuse to go back and watch because I don't want to change the perception of how I remember them. Uh, Drop Dead Fred is one of those. Um, the Pest with John Leguizamo yeah, yeah. is one in particular that I've heard very much so just not hold up. Um, but I fondly remember that movie, so I really don't want to go back and watch it. Uh, I did recent, or fairly recently, I guess for the past five years or so, went back and watched the, uh, I guess it was the first Power Rangers movie, where they get the metallic uniforms, outfits. Uh, where the second like, one? Where they... Um... Where they fight the purple guy, Ivan Ooze. Yes. That is the first, yes, the first one. First movie. Um, so I went back and watched it, and it did hold up decently. Um, but that's because it wasn't, uh, stylistically especially, it wasn't as tied to the early 90s look. Like you were it wasn't tied to the early 90s. It didn't have any Japanese source material. It was a right. purely American uh, story yeah. for Power Rangers, and that's why it holds up. A little better. A little bit better. Uh, and Red Hot Chili Peppers were on the soundtrack. 
How can you go wrong? Keep on. Um, yep. Keep, Keep on running. Okay. Anyway, we can't sing, so don't take that to heart. Uh, so Power Rangers kind of started it. Um, so what would you say, what was next? We won't go through your whole timeline of nostalgia crack. But what came after Power Rangers? We'd be here all. We'd be here all night. We absolutely trying to, trying to absolutely put that would. timeline together. But we you know, would. it's a couple. It's a couple few just iconic things that yeah. were. If I even see it glancing on on television right now, I'm going to stop stop yeah. and watch it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite show of all time is Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, that That's is fair. the quintessential one of those just '90s '90s sitcoms. It has my favorite. Person, actor, just being but I don't know, in it. I don't know if that fits nostalgia crack, though. That's just regular nostalgia. It, because it hasn't been reimagined. It hasn't come back out. Fair. There's been rumors. There were rumors, but they have might. not come to fruition. So. But there's been no re-release of it. So that's I think true. that's a little different, in my opinion. So the, the, the trend now has been to try to recapture those people that uh, that grew up watching something. Which is where, in my opinion, Nostalgia Crack comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more of what I think of when I think of that term. Um, so in that universe, what came after Power Rangers? Um, the thing that... that that really sparked it. Um, I mean, one of the one of the most important things that has that was in the early early nineties there was was TGIF on ABC. Like there was yeah. just a the that block that two hour block of shows was just in I was my a, mind phenomenal. I was a little more of a snick girl. Uh, that, that, but that's your that's your brand. Fair that's enough. Your, that's, that's yeah. all right. Fair I mean, enough. I, fair enough. I got some. I got some love for Snick too. All that. King all that Kale, was great. King you know, and Kel, phenomenal. That, that that's still that's still near and dear to my if heart. If you decide to not sleep that night, a little uh, want to go a little horror out. Oh, mm, mm, you yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't typically do that. You don't you typically know. go horror. I don't typically don't, do the horror. But anyway, I'm branching into it. Jordan Peele's really bringing me into the horror thriller. I, but Stuff that's another topic safely, for another day. Safely. Another topic for another, another day. Another topic. So, anyway, as you were saying, TGI Friday. Yeah, so, you know, that that brought you your uh, your, your family matters, your, yeah. your step-by-step. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Boy Meets World. Like, that was, that was your, that was your, that was the glue right there. I, I was going to wait to go here. That was the glue. John, I think the only thing that burned me worse than than the Muppets was was Girl Meets World, and I didn't have as high of hopes as you did, or as our good friend Anna Truett Bush had. Um, but I watched an episode. It was bad, John. So you gotta understand. It was real bad. You gotta understand. The times aren't the same. Like Boy Meets World was on ABC. Like Girl Meets World was on Disney Channel. Disney Channel has a formula to their to their sitcoms. They're all follow the same path. That's it ain't not, a good one. That's not what drew me in. What drew me in. What drew you in was that Topanga was back and that Corey, Corey was, was back. back. Beanie and that was Feeny back. was back. Eric was back. So know, Sean was back. Controversial statement. Fuck Feeny. <laughs> Sir, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect you on your own podcast, but W Please do, please do. WTF. Uh, not fuck. Feeney is a great figure. He is. He ain't no building, though. Um, he ain't no building, though. Are you, are you comparing Saved by the Bell and Boy Meets World? 
I don't think we want to do that. I, I don't think you want to do that. Right. I don't want to have to embarrass you on my show about your show being inferior. Blimey's World taught you about life. Blimey's World got in your feelings and stayed there. Um, when Corey kissed um, that girl. When Jesse dealt with drug addiction. I'm so excited, John. I'm so excited. Corey and Topanga Zach were goals. Zach and Kelly. Corey and Topanga were Zach goals. Zach and Kelly were goals. Angela and Sean? You didn't feel for... You didn't feel for them? No. You All you wanted was for them to stay together. Did we? Yes. Did we? Yes. If you say so. I felt like it was forced. Just so they could breach a taboo subject. It it needed to, it needed to happen. Mm, if you say so. Anyway, Girl Meets World sucked. It was a colossal, horrible failure. Um, and well, luckily, it only made it four seasons. That's it made it four seasons. It made it four seasons before it ended. That's horrific to know that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of burned me on nostalgia crack. Um, now there have been some failed things to try to recapture that. Of I course, mean, of course. Um, I don't know if you know this, but if you go back and look, I mean, Disney Channel original programming—they had some extremely popular shows. No, absolutely. I mean, and 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 uh, straight to Disney Channel movies as well. I mean, Brink was a personal favorite. Exactly. Love Brink. Love Brink. Still do. Yeah. Team Pup and Suds. Yeah. Even Stevens. Even Stevens was great. Um, the thing like the thing that's popular like of all of these Disney Channel things, you know what the most popular one of them all was? What? Kim Possible. I can believe that. Kim, Kim Possible is good stuff. Was the I think I was one. a shade too old for Kim Possible, but it was still very good. Uh, Kim Possible was was great. Uh, I watched it all. Okay. Um, but I actually didn't. My nostalgia meter did not go off when they announced and decided to make a live action Kim Possible movie in 2018. They released they released that. I did not know that that even that occurred. Is a, that is a thing that they did. And did not Rufus the Naked Mole Rat was not in it. Burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. We can agree on that. Okay, so what would you say? We've talked about what, in my opinion, is the most failed two examples of nostalgia crack. What would you say is the worst attempt, biggest failure of nostalgia crack? Hmm. Would it be the Kim Possible live action movie, or is there something that's even worse? The Kim Possible live action is a is a is a front runner. It it, uh, it was not. A good thing that I wanted to find. That's like, fair. I, I am I am sad that that exists. But you watched it though, didn't you? Oh, I have not. I've I've really I've, I've held strong. I've, I have not watched. it. I want you to know how surprised slash impressed I am that you did not watch that. Because I would have never assumed as such. Okay, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying. So, is there anything that comes? What, what's the worst that you have actually sat down and watched? Um. Well. Let me let me think here. Let me think here. There's I don't think it it 
the problem is I don't think it, it all sucks. No, you don't. Because you don't. my where I get my enjoyment from is it's just something coming back. And see and seeing people right. and play the a role pre, a previous role again. And and with me it's more of I would just rather go back and watch the source material. To, to get that feeling. But I understand where you're coming from with that. And, and I'll touch on briefly how they might could pull me back in shortly um, if they don't fuck it up again. But there has to have been one or two that you have seen that have fell short of the mark. Um, I don't think it's not necessarily I'm the Fox has been on a kick of doing live action versions of uh, popular popular, uh, musicals. They just recently did Rent. That's true. And some of those have really been great. They've done Grease. Some of them have. They've done Grease, which was kind of the the middle line. They did Rocky Horror, which was below the bar. Um, Okay. Rent is probably better than Rocky Horror was. Okay. Um... So Rocky Horror might be the the low bar. Then Rocky Horror was the low bar. Rocky, Rocky Horror was not enjoyable. That was because I don't think you should. If you, it's fine to want to to rehash something, and it's you know it's the 2010s now. We have a whole bunch, yeah, a, a whole different viewpoint on LGBT issues and and all these other things. So oh, things so, are more so being more PC ruined it. So goddamn liberals. It. It's just hard to recap. It was something that was meant to. It was something that was not meant to be such a cult favorite. Fair. And then it became popular. And then when you try to redo it, and it, there's no way to do a, a good job at it because because you, it was a fluke, right? Really. And touche on not taking the bait, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Not today. Uh, so so if that's the the low bar, what's the high bar? What's been the best nostalgia crack for you thus far? Um, the best so far. Ooh, that's a good one. Which one has brought you the most joy? Uh, the one that's brought me the most joy hasn't even happened yet. Oh, oh, so we get a preview. I mean, they just, they, they announced a well, trailer. before we get there, which one that has occurred so far? Which one that has occurred so far that you have watched and experienced has brought you the most joy? That because for me, I don't know that there's been one. It's sad as that is for me. Like I can't think of something kind of nostalgia cranky that came out that impacted me in a positive way. Maybe the Seagull Muppets movie. Yeah. Might be the one from that. That's the high watermark for me. Um, getting to go into a movie theater and saying, uh, "We built this city," with John B. City. on opening night of that movie in Hattiesburg, we Mississippi. We did do that. We did was a that. high point of my life. We did. That was fun. Times. Glorious. Um, Really, one of the best things I see, the best things that really got me, I guess, was being able to see uh, The Rock return to wrestling. Yeah. Even if it was only for a couple matches. That's valid. Because, you know, he retired. I think he retired in 2003. Yeah. 2002, 2003, and then came back for a a 
for a quick uh, feud with John Cena yep. a few years ago. That was exciting because he's by far and away my favorite yep. wrestler of all time. And it was just good to see that character again and, after and about 15 years. Through, through we mentioned kind of the YouTube culture that exists around wrestling now. And through some of those more popular channels, what culture, cultaholic, those type things. Heard rumors that uh, Austin would be open to doing one more match. And that would be similar for me um, to, to experience I can see that. that. That would be a big, big to do for me. I know we got to experience one of our best friends, experience his moment like that when we were at WrestleMania last year. And Michael Flowers got to see Taker come out and, and fight uh, John Cena. Was quite the experience. Yep. Uh, was quite the experience. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Um, that's probably the, the, the biggest one. That's fair. Um, uh, anything I, things that, things are just, or it, it's funny just seeing things, uh, things that are, they're not, they're not great. Like they're not necessarily just critically acclaimed But it doesn't have to be critically acclaimed. It's what does it mean to you? It means Like everything. if you said Girl Meets World, was that for you? I'd snicker, but I get it. Yeah. Because you are getting those those kind of larger to life figures that you connected with back into your life, and that's meaningful. That's meaningful. Um, there's a bunch that are bunch that I'm not looking forward to. Um, but okay, okay. So touch on the couple that you're not looking forward to. Uh, they they announced that they're making a Space Jam sequel. I I was curious as to how you were gonna to feel about that. I'm not a fan. Really? No. I'm not Why? A, well, I'm not a fan of LeBron James, the actor. See, I, I, I actually, surprisingly enough, I, I am not a big fan of LeBron James, the person. I like his acting roles thus far. I think he's done well with what he's been given. He can. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I just don't want people to always equate that he's just trying to emulate Michael Jordan. That's fair, and especially um, with him uh, breaking. As of the time of this recording, breaking uh, Jordan's spot on the scoring list this week, yeah, it just adds even more to that kind of storyline. Yeah, so when they announced that they're going to start shooting that movie this That's year, fair. it seems like he's trying to do exactly that. More power to him. Like I, I love Space Jam. Like it's, yes, it's, I it's, it's just a good movie. Like Legit I remember one of my favorite albums of all time in uh, terms of the moment I heard it, not necessarily how I would feel to it now was the Space Jam soundtrack. That was on repeat constantly in my early teens. I remember when that movie came out, released for, on VHS, and I was lucky enough to get one of the copies from the yeah. movie store, and uh, I watched it six times yeah. that day. Favorite song off the Space Jam soundtrack? I Believe I Can Fly. No. The old pissing on children? That, that was nineteen ninety. Six R. Kelly. That's not the current R. Kelly. You don't know if he was pissing on folk back then. I don't, but I liked. I'll surprise that he was not enough. Do you know what my favorite was? See if you can guess it. Your favorite song off the Space Jam soundtrack. Yeah, I think it's gonna surprise you. Uh, let's see. It's not. It probably wasn't Monica. For you, I will. No, God no. Um, it wasn't. Was it Welcome to the Space Jam? It was not. Um. I'm drawing a blank. Your bugging was close. Your bugging. That was close, but that wasn't it. Okay. Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones. Barry White and Chris Rock. I got the basketball. Basketball Jones, Jones was my shit. I got the basketball. Jones. 
Okay. In fact, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to listen to Basketball <laughs> Jones. Uh, anyway, you mentioned briefly that what might take the top spot on your list, a trailer has recently come out for. And I don't know if I'm aware of this. A trailer has... I mentioned it briefly in the chat you know, okay. that we have the other okay. day, but they did release a trailer for High School Musical 4. Oh, God, that's right. And it has been 10 years. It has been 10 years since High School Musical 3. That qualifies. 3. That qualifies. Um, I remember the weekend it came out, I went to the movie theater twice to see High School Musical 3. John, you have no idea how disappointed that makes me. Makes me happy. I know it does, but I was hoping for something much grander. That I might have an inkling of interest in. Did you not hear what I said? It's been 10 years since High School Musical 3, and they're making another one. I, I don't care. With the whole original cast. Oh, so Efron's coming back? Zach Efron, With Vanessa Hudgens, Corbin Blue, 40 uh, year old Savannah, ass at Monique, this point. Monique Coleman, Ashley oh. Tisdale, Lucas Group. They got all of them. You named infinitely more people from that cast than I could name. They got all of them. I could have named three of the people that you named. (laughs) They got all of them. So, I actually, in the discussion of this, have forgotten what arguably my favorite Nostalgia Crack thing has been. Uh, Wrestling definitely ranks up there. Nothing of any of former wrestlers I enjoyed returning, but just kind of uh, latching on to new characters. Finn Balor, um, Bray Wyatt before they ruined him, uh, etc., to this day, uh, the villain Marty Skrull, who's a personal favorite. Uh, but uh, for me, outside of the the Seagull Muppets movie, this is an odd way to go. I don't think most people would think about this as nostalgia crack, but it's been remakes of a lot of dated Stephen King movies and in a much more positive light. Okay, yeah. Um, the, the It TV miniseries that came out in the early 90s was great. At the time it came out, uh, uh, John Ritter played an excellent part in it. A uh, little known fact that Seth Green was in it and did a really good job in his role. I did role. not know that. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know much about the It characters, um, but when they're kids, there is a uh, glasses-wearing redhead who has a very loud mouth named Richie Tozier. Uh, Richie the Mouth Tozier, as he's frequently referred to as. Um, and it was played by Seth Green um, as, a, as a young teenager. Uh, but they came out obviously last year, two years ago, with the the remake of the first half of it, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Possibly the best Stephen King adaptation I've seen, as far as capturing the feel of the book. Just because it has its definite scary moments, but there are uh, much more to me moments where uh, it's not as much a, a like jump scary or a fear as it is just like this overwhelming sense of dread, and the movie really captures that. And of course, this October, November, we get the second half of the movie. This year, we get a remake of Pet Cemetery, yep. which to this point looks phenomenal. Uh, I think it's really going to be great. Um, so I guess that would be my high point. And I think the one thing kind of TV show related that would be a little kitschy, but might could pull me back in, as odd as, odd as it is, and not quite going back to the early 90s like Girl Meets World or, or, or if they were to do something with Saved by the Bell, which at this point, really, please don't. Um, I, I like keeping it where it was <laughs> in my mind. But it would truthfully be if they were to bring back. Don't change it. Don't update it for modern times. You can bring in new actors. That's fine. I would love to see some more seasons of Angry Beavers. I'd have to give it a shot. I'm it might suck. 
but I'd have to try it. I'm on board with that. Because that might be my favorite Nickelodeon cartoon of all time. It was three seasons of gold. Bliss. And and the only thing that might top it, it's close, would be Fairly Odd Parents. But I think we're a little too soon for a for a nostalgia crack version of Odd Parents. Right, because it only it only ended like it, the show never officially ended. Right. For a stretch of time, they just waited for they just put out a few episodes here, a few episodes there. Um, but it officially ended, I think, within maybe three to four years. Like they're right, not right, making right. anything new. Butch Hartman is not making no anything new, and it's not going to be time soon. But I, I truly think that was one of the more intelligent. Um, Cartoons that that Nickelodeon produced um, in the past two decades or so, right. I thought it was kind of you can get of you can get a mostly long run of Fairly Odd Parents, which was just great. Mm-hmm. But SpongeBob SquarePants is twenty years old, and I was never a big SpongeBob fan. I'll be I remember the um, I remember the day in sixth grade when SpongeBob SquarePants premiered, and I thought this is ridiculous. It was ridiculous then. I remember watching it as my uh, half brother was growing up and sitting down to watch an episode and being like, this is kind of dumb. And then uh, realizing that we had actually watched about four or five episodes and it had just sapped me of all my brain cells uh, and realized it just wasn't for me and that I had I had surpassed what children had become and I needed to give it up. Um, but, but Fairly Odd Parents pulled me back into that. Uh, specifically, the episode I constantly remember is when we found out that Cosmo had a pet nickel named Philip. And then the tragedy when we found out that Philip was a girl nickel. It's heartbreaking. Terrible. It was a girl nickel. So I kind of talked about what the, the Fairly Odd Parents would be my like, or not Fairly Odd, uh, Angry Beavers would be my. If something's to be remade, let's remake this. What's on that list for you? What's number one? If you had to see something get remade or an updated version of or a spinoff of created for modern day or just a version to come out in modern day that is not in production already, what would that be? Remake of Grease 2? You, you, I don't think you should remake things that are perfect. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the response before I said it. Um, Grease 2 is a perfect movie. Um, I would be okay with a continuation of Back to the Future. Okay. I think um, that would actually be excellent. I think that could be done well. I'm a, I could. Would be be done well because you with the way cgi and things are going i think you could be able to produce that no absolutely um i would be okay with a continuation of fresh prince of bel-air where will smith is the dad and see that was kind of the rumors that we thought was going to eventually happen but i don't think i don't think that's ever going to just really come to fruition we've seen a, a, a a sort of uh, idea of that with Fuller House, um, right? Which is going on on Netflix right now. How is that? Uh, I've only I watched the first season. They they put out they've been putting out two seasons a year for the past two years. So I'm actually quite behind on it. But the first season was just very reminiscent. I mean, you get to see you get to see Danny and Uncle Jesse and, and Joey and like you get to see all these people. The Olsen twins aren't involved right. at all, which is kind of a bummer. But I mean. I mean, it's a bummer, it but do you really want them involved? Yes, I want everybody. I want really? every part of it. Okay, fair enough. Um, if Say by the Bell ever did anything, you'd want Screech. And Dustin Diamond is apparently a jerk. I, I'll be honest. If they were to do something again with Say by the Bell, which I love, please leave him out. 
Bring Michael Sarah in. He can be the new Screech. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> new Screech. We don't need you don't Dustin, need Dustin Diamond back. You don't need Dustin Diamond. We also, as much as she was great for the role then and beautiful in the role, can we can we not bring back uh, Lord Voorhees? Lisa Turtles. She's, she's kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah, she she has. Lark, let's, let's leave Lark her behind. Is, uh, Lark's not doing too well. She ain't she ain't doing well at all. She's not doing too well. She ain't doing well at all. Um, so something that we didn't discuss about with nostalgia crack that I think we may have to come back to this topic, John, because we're already at forty minutes, and you know I like to keep keep this bite sized for the people. But our good friend Chris Mills, frequent friend of the show. This is the beauty of social media and not ignoring it while we're doing the show has brought up nostalgia crack of his own in the form of music. Ooh, Jonathan. Um, he has talking about that. He just came across a very, very, very deep mixed playlist. Um, and he's coming across songs that he said, and I quote this particular song came on. And I think I understood how John feels about the Ninja Turtles. So we may have to come back to visit. Okay. Okay. Nostalgia crack re music. Because that could be interesting. It's an interesting twist on this. I like it. If a nostalgia crack, we're just gonna do this very quickly. Band or artist that you enjoyed as a child were to release a new album. Who would it be? Nelly. Oh, good choice. Good choice. I like that. That's good. I truthfully don't know what mine would be because the band I attribute most to in that time still releases albums. Metallica. Nelly technically still does music, but I would want an album that recaptured what I felt when I listened to Country Grammar for the first time. And I could have said that about Metallica eight years ago, but their two most recent albums have really been a return to form, in my opinion. So it doesn't quite do that. Truthfully, and this kind of is a guilty pleasure of mine, I think mine would truthfully be... A, a return to quote unquote form of their first two albums uh, for Limp Biscuit. Okay. I, I really enjoyed their first two albums. I realize it's very cringy uh, to like Limp Biscuit in today's uh, day and age, but those first two albums were were unique for when they were released. I mean, they really sculpted you. I mean, that was kind of how you, you styled yourself. The as backwards well. baseball cap was my thing for a long time, real long time. Thank God we grow. And, and and evolve is all I can say. That's right. Uh, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Just kind of a deep dive into nostalgia and what it means to us and what we've enjoyed of it being brought back up in the form of nostalgia crack and what's been terrible about it. Um, I would say more often than not, terrible. But there have been some few hidden gems. A few hidden gems. I and hopefully agree. the Pet Cemetery movie uh, continues the, the gem aspect of that for me. High School Musical 4. Jim, calling it now. Put it on the board. All right, we'll uh, do another episode after it comes out, and we'll uh, get your reassessment. We'll do a 30-minute review of High School Musical 4, uh, for better or for worse. Sounds great. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for listening. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it, and tune in next week where we talk to somebody else about something that hopefully you find interesting. Later.